Welcome to another special of NASCast, the podcast of science, engineering, and simulation. This time we are going to talk about this technology that right now is growing so fast and it's projected that will change our transportation system by 2021. This week, this week is about some issues of self-driving cars. I think the automotive industry had this reputation of an antiquated industry of nuts, bolts, and greasy bits. It's actually so refreshing now that, that we are part of the mobility solution. We are not just about selling cars and trucks, said Jackie DiMarco, Ford's chief autonomous vehicle engineer. But DiMarco also adds that Ford and other automakers still must overcome some major obstacles before they can truly deliver autonomous vehicles to masses. The first one, the regulatory, the, the regulatory environment. DiMarco said the biggest hurdle currently facing the automotive industry is the regulatory environment. The National Highway Traffic Safety Administration released guidelines for self-driving vehicles in September that asked states to develop uniform policies for self-driving cars to avoid disparate state-by-state -state regulations. But Self-Driving Coalition for Safer Streets, which represents companies like Ford, Waymo, and Uber is pushing for the federal government to release a comprehensive set of regulations. U.S. Transportation Secretary Elaine Chao is currently reviewing the, the guidelines that were released under the Obama administration after receiving pushback from automakers. The federal regulations are important because we don't want to adopt different solutions state by state, DeMarco said. It makes it harder for us to deliver a product if every state has unique regulation. We definitely want federal rollout. The next one, consumer adoption. Getting people to trust self-driving cars is one issue that every automaker is already facing. When you talk to people, some are super excited and want to jump into their first autonomous vehicle today, and some are not as excited and not as trusting yet. Automotive research company Kelly Blue Book commissioned a 2016 study that found that found Americans are most comfortable with vehicles on the road today and believe they are significantly safer in current models than those with higher levels of autonomy. The, stu the study conducted by market research firm Vital Finding surveyed more than 2,000 individuals ranging in ages 12 to 64. It found that 64% of people prefer to have full control of the vehicle at all times. Additionally, 56% of people surveyed said they would prefer to use ride-hailing services with a human driver. That could pose issues for Ford, which plans to release level 4 self-driving cars without any driver controls in commercial setting, like for ride-hailing or car-sharing by 2021. Level 4 means the car is fully self-driving in certain geographic regions. Alphabet self-driving car company Waymo was previously pursuing level 4 self-driving cars without driver controls but is now keeping the but is now keeping them in future vehicles. Waymo said it changed its strategy 
because the regulatory, regulatory environment has not cleared a path for cars without a steering wheel or belt. That means for the biggest company remaining that is committed to ditch driver controls. The challenge we have is you're providing high level of automation but still requiring the driver to have a high level of situational awareness and that's problematic. DiMarco said, you can get very relaxed in that situation. Another issue, Uber situation. Uber is resuming its self-driving car pilot programs in Pittsburgh and Arizona beginning Monday afternoon. The programs were temporarily suspended after one of its vehicles was involved in an accident while operating in self-driving mode late Friday night. Late Friday night. One of Uber's self-driving Volvo SUVs flipped onto its side after an accident in Temp, Arizona. A Temp police spokeswoman claims that Uber vehicle was not responsible for the crash and that there were no injuries. The other car involved in the crash was cited for a moving violation. Following the accident, Uber suspended its self-driving car test in all in all three three of companies testing areas, Pittsburgh, San Francisco, and Arizona. Uber lifted its San Francisco suspension on Monday morning and later resumed tests in the other cities as well. Uber hasn't used its self-driving cars in San Francisco to pick up passengers. The company is using its two, its two vehicles there for mapping purposes and they are being driven manually. Another issue, high costs. Until prices for self-driving tech begin to fall, it will be difficult for the vehicles to really go mainstream. Many components go into making a vehicle capable of driving itself, but one is proving to be more crucial and more contentious than all the rest. That vital ingredient is the, LiD is the LiDAR sensor, a device that can map objects in 3D by bouncing laser beams of its real-world surrounding. Self-driving vehicles being tested by companies such as Alphabet, Uber, and Toyota rely heavily on LiDAR to locate themselves on the detailed maps they need to get around, and to identify things like pedestrians and other vehicles. The best sensors can see details of a few centimeter centimeters at distance of more than 100 meters. Most companies in the race to commercialize self-driving cars consider LiDAR an essential part. Tesla is a rare option, relying solely on cameras and radar. Radar sensors can see much detail and cameras don't perform well in conditions with a low light or glare. A Tesla vehicle ran into a tractor trailer last year killing the car's driver after the autopilot software couldn't make out the trailer against a bright sky. But self-driving technology has ramped up so fast that the nascent industry is suffering from a kind of LiDAR lag. Making selling LiDAR sensors was previously a relatively niche business, and the technology doesn't yet seem mature enough to become standard component in millions of cars. One problem is apparent from a casual glance at a prototype car. LiDAR sensors are bulky. Vehicles being tested by Waymo, 
Alphabet self-driving car unit are topped by a giant black dome, and Toyota's and Uber Sports spinning gadgets the size of a, can, of a coffee can. LiDAR sensors are also expensive, costing thousands or even tens of thousands of dollars apiece. Most vehicles in testing have multiple LiDARs on board, and despite the relatively small numbers on, numbers on the road, demand has become a problem. LiDAR manufacturers are struggling to keep up, forcing companies to wait six months for a new sensor. All that, help, all that helps explain the lawsuit brought by Waymo, Waymo against Uber last month. Waymo says that it has evidence that one of its top its top engineers, Anton Lewandowski, stole designs for custom LiDAR sensors before leaving to start Auto, the self-driving truck company later acquired by Uber. Lyle Run, another Auto co-founder, claims that Auto built its own sensor because those on the market didn't have the range or the features needed for, for its 18-wheelers to pilot themselves safely on the highway. Waymon now says that Auto's technology was in fact developed by its own team at a cost of tens of millions of dollars, resulting in more useful sensors that cost more than 90% less than those of a few years ago. Better LiDAR is the core part of Waymo's plan to make self-driving cars a mass market and a profitable proposition. The company, the company has developed three different sensors that look up for objects at the different ranges. They would be an important and attractive part of a bundle of technology, and the company says it will, it will license to establish automakers. Waymo is not the only one spending millions to address LiDAR lag. Last year, Ford and Baidu, the Chinese search company investing in self-driving cars, jointly invested 150 million in Velodyne, the world's leading LiDAR supplier. The company is building a new mega factory in San Jose that's scheduled to start to start churning out LiDARs starting next year. Still many in the self-driving car industry think LiDAR needs reinventing if it is to become practical enough. Velodyne is one of several companies working on designs that don't use spinning mirrors to direct their laser beams to the, into the world. As the devices on the road today do, versions that steer their lasers electronically described as solid state should be much, much cheaper, smaller and more robust because they don't have moving parts. It is a theory yet to be fully tested. Velodyne reports last December that its, project, that its project had made a breakthrough that could make LiDARs as cheap as $50. But it, hasn't, but it hasn't said when it will be released a solid state device. Startup Quanergy, which last year scored 90 million, 90 million in funding, Say it will be it will start producing solid state lidar sensors at a factory in Massachusetts this year and sell them for 250. But full details of their performance are unclear. Auto parts suppliers Continental and Valio are working on similar technology of their own, but 
they say it, it will come to market in two or three years. Automakers, including Ford and BMW, have said they want to have fleets of autonomous cars operating on the roads by 2021. The performance, cost, and looks of the, on those of those vehicles will be shaped by the progress on the sensors so crucial to, to today's prototypes. Some features about the LiDAR that has been used lately is the LiDAR Velodyne 64 and this number 64 is because it has 32, 32 lasers pointed at 2 degrees and 32 lasers that are inclined in minus 4.5 degrees. The former ones are for measuring the distance and the obstacles and the later are dedicated to the surface of the road. Uh, they are all shot 400 times per revolution, creating a very rich point cloud and the operation of the LiDAR is about 300 RPM. Now, Tesla, we're going to talk about a little of Tesla. At a press conference held last October, Musk claimed that the LiDAR technology doesn't make sense to implement in an autonomous car and that he's not a big fan of a LiDAR. While he doesn't state directly that Google is using the ground technology for their cars, he does believe that it isn't something Tesla will implement in their, in their autopilot systems. Regardless, with his pre-notion of using LiDAR in self-driving cars, Musk utilized LiDAR on SpaceX Dragon to, determ to determine the range of the spacecraft while docking to the ISS. Musk believed that passive optical sensors and radar systems can accomplish the same thing as Google's LiDAR system. Musk equipped Tesla vehicles with 12 long-range ultrasonic sensors that provide a 360-degree view around the vehicle. In addition, each vehicle, each vehicle has one forward-facing radar system. Integrating these components together helps power helps power Tesla's autopilot system. Like a LiDAR system, a radar system sends out signal, signals, but in the form of, of periodic radio waves that bounce off of the objects in the car's proximity. Once they hit an object and return to the car's system, it will measure the time it took for the radio waves to travel to and, to and from the object. Another issue is the snow. Snow possesses a particular set of challenges for self-driving cars because it can confuse the systems they rely on to get around, like cameras and LiDAR. When there's snow on the ground, cameras and LiDAR have a, dif have a difficult time seeing lane, ma lane markers, which cars rely on to prevent lane, lane drift and navigate safely. Snow can also make it more difficult to detect detect unexpected obstacles. First tackling this obstacle by mapping routes, this, this is key to many driverless car efforts. Audi, 
Daimler and BMW acquired her, the former mapping division of Nokia, to make real-time maps to aid their driverless car efforts and Google is also mapping its own routes. It's one thing for a car to drive itself in perfect weather. It's quite another to do so when the car sensors can see the road because it's covered in snow. Jim McBride, for technical leader of, for autonomous vehicles. Weather isn't perfect. And that's why we are testing autonomous vehicles in winter conditions. For the roughly 70% of US residents who live in snowy regions. That's all for this special episode. Thanks for listening. Share this podcast and don't forget to visit and give a like to our page NAS, Numerical Analysis and Simulation. This is your host, Asael Hernandez. Bye.